This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Riding solo on the Blitz this week. Wesley Euler with you, as always, on Twitter, at Wesley Euler. That's where you get involved. Got a bunch of tweets to get to, and we are going to do that just momentarily. I've been teasing it. I'll get to your tweets uh, in just a few minutes. But first, one more piece of audio to play you here. One more uh, friends to bring to the show. Uh, Cam Hayward catching up with the DVE Morning Show. Uh, Let's see here. This was yesterday morning, Tuesday morning. Cam Hayward catching up with the DVE Morning Show. And uh, in a better mood, back on track after a victory Sunday against the Broncos. It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show, your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers 102.5 DVE. Joining us now, sponsored by your neighborhood Ford store, team captain, Cam Hayward. Cam! Good morning. What's up, man? What's up? How we doing today? Dude, I'm doing great. I so mean, much better this week. The sun is shining. <laughs> we got that W. I mean, that was two and three is a whole lot better than one and four. And uh, I got to imagine that that was a uh, pretty significant sigh of relief for you guys to get this notch under your belt. Yeah. You know, um, when, when you lose the past three games and, um, you know, it, it, it was just, it was nice to get a W. Um, we understand we got a lot of work to do. We understand that uh, our job's not done and, you know, it's just nice to pick up a W uh, and sort of reset ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go into this week knowing what we did well, what we didn't go do well. Um, but, you know, you can hang that W up. Do you anticipate that with all the injuries to the defensive line, there's going to be more like we saw on Sunday, Melvin Ingram standing up next to you, using all three outside linebackers and some sort of like an amalgamated dime and giving teams a different look like that to sort of make up for the lack of stability on the D-line? Uh, you know, uh, depends. You know, we, we've always mixed things up. Um, but I, th- I think we'll, we'll have a, you know, a mixture of everything. Um, you know, whether it's having three outside linebackers and, um, you know, you, you don't know what the season holds, where you have to keep some guys fresh and, you know, keep our outside linebackers fresh until we bring some more D linemen on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever it takes to get the job done, that's what we got to do. Yeah, now, uh, uh, Lucky Pierre at the end of that game, James Pierre, bounces back mm-hmm. big time. Had one go through his hands right before that, but previously had given up the big touchdown to Cortland Sutton. Do you, as a team captain, defensive captain, uh, do you say something to him? To, hey, we're going to need you, kind of like after a kicker misses, misses a kick, like, hey, we're going to need you to make the next one type thing, or does that fall more on the defensive coordinator? No, I don't think or it Hayden. falls on the defensive um, You know, Joe's going to have more input. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, you know, we've been talking about James Pierre a lot. Um, and, you know, uh, a defensive back's mistakes are magnified compared to everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, as a D lineman, you've got people to be able to account for you. Um, defensive back, he gets he gets thrown over your head and he catches it. Um, there's no really help besides the safety sometimes. Um, but, you know, we've been talking, um, even throughout the game, just, you know, we're going to need you. you got to keep playing through. Uh, and, you know, what better way to end that game with a pick by James Pierre? 
Yeah. We've been told for so long the offensive line was close. They're close while we were getting kind of, you know, lambasted and Ben was getting beat up back there. And it was hard for fans to watch those performances and think, oh, they're close. They're close. But, boy, just really an outstanding effort by the offensive line to protect Ben. He said he felt really comfortable back there. Boy, that's a big change in four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, very big. You know, I think the main thing for them is they started so fast in the game. Um, you know, they got seven points uh, early um, and then came back in the next drive, I think, scored again. And I thought uh, just setting that tempo where, you know, it wasn't like we were playing catch-up. They could really just, you know, dig their heels in and, you know, then start pushing people over the over the pile. And, um, you know, Najee fell forward a lot. And when you do that, um, it's going to open a lot of things in your passing game. And I thought they did a great job of that. Cam, what do you know about Geno Smith? Um, man, it's been a while since we played Geno Smith, all the way back to the New York Jets. Hmm. Um, shoot, that was my first game as a true starter. Um, but, you know, he did a pretty good job in the last game he was in. Um, he, um, you know, he, he, he's not Russell Wilson, but um, you can tell he definitely knows the system uh, and is able to create some things with his arm. Yeah, uh, no Russell Wilson. That is a little bit of a relief, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, you know, no matter who it is that you're facing, the other team is putting a lot of attention on you. I mean, you are drawing all kinds uh, of uh, bodies these days, you know, with the alu-alu and two-it injury especially. They're looking to neutralize you. And, you know, I know Matt Williamson had said that, you know, nobody besides Aaron Donald is seeing as much attention paid to them in the NFL as you are, yet you're still persevering in another big pass uh, block this uh, past weekend. Does that get frustrating for you after a while when you're getting just doubled and tripled and they're just keying on you to neutralize you? Um, you know, I, I, I know I need to, uh, my stats need to be better, and, um, you know, sometimes I'm going to get a double more, but, you know, um, as I get double more, I, I gotta learn to appreciate it and learn to beat that. Um, you know, you gotta keep fighting through and, um, you know, there are different ways to affect the game and I gotta make sure I, I, I demonstrate that. Uh, I don't go to my game saying, Hey, you're going to get doubled. But you know, when I do get doubled, I gotta still make plays. Cam, on Sunday night when the Chiefs played the Bills, they featured Josh Allen's pregame playlist. There's a lot of Elvis on there, a lot of Sinatra, and I was wondering if you could give us a peek behind the curtain. What are you listening to before a game to get you all fired up? Ooh, man. Um, man, my my playlist, if I could pull it up right now, let's see what we got on here. There's Avet Brothers. What would you say? Avet Brothers. <laughs> no, nah, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Lumineers, just little, nope. some acoustic melodic stuff to get you fired up. <laughs> not to get me fired up. Uh, I will say I, I'm all over the place, but I'm not that all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I got a little bit of Drake. Um, you know, um, there's a group called uh, what are they called? Jungle. They got some good songs. My dad's favorite song growing up was Re- Return of the Mac. Oh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> always got to have that on my playlist. Um, nice. I just saw know. some YouTube kid 
do Return of the Mac. He's like five years old, and he reconstructs songs. He's like a musical genius, and he just re-recorded Return of the Mac, like a five-year-old kid. Oh, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty good, but he's like lisping the words and everything. You know, you lie to me. Like he's just got that little kid voice. Yeah, yeah. I have that, and then like I have uh, every time my dad used to score a touchdown um, in a, in the NFL. They would always play the uh, Gary Glitter Hey song. Uh huh. So I always have to have that. Um, man, I'm all over the place, man. Uh, Dr. Dre, still DRE. <laughs> um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge, uh, Nirvana. That's a good Pittsburgh song. You know, if you take away the heroin connection to what that song's about, it's, it's you know. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of bridges. We got a lot of bridges, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of bridges. Yeah. There's probably some people under them doing heroin. No, well, let's hope not. <laughs> Welcome to Pittsburgh. We got a lot of bridges. We got a lot of bridges. <laughs> Run to the bridge. Downtown. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah, so your musical tastes kind of span uh, the, the spectrum there. It's eclectic. I, I dabble. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac, you know, you can't go wrong with there. You sure. got a lot of stuff there. Little Rhiannon to get you fired up for Fleetwood the game. Fleetwood Mac before a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell me you don't listen to the chain. Oh, yeah, the chain. Yeah, okay, I won't tell you. <laughs> chain. Come on, man. Uh, Renegade, <laughs> do you listen to Renegade like five times? <laughs> I will say I do not listen to Renegade before the game. That That's too much for me. Yeah. Because I'm already going to listen to it during the game. My favorite probably is Gary Clark Jr., though. I, I really like a lot of his Oh, stuff. you know oh, what? Yeah. He's going to be on our show uh, next week, I think. No way. Yeah, he's coming into town. So uh, they, they hit me up yesterday to see what? if he'd come on. So, Dude, i got to find tickets. I, this is my first time hearing about this. I, I, I'm guessing we could scare up some tickets for you. <laughs> just a guess. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Scare him up. Scare him up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll get you back to meet Gary. He's. I heard he's a great guy. Um Last time he was in town, he was incredible. I oh, mean, yeah. that dude, he can tear Terrific. it up, man. Yeah, I went, and it, it was awesome. I loved the show. Yeah. He's a real... It was weird, because we're, like, in a theater, and, like, everybody was sitting down the entire time. And then, like, at the end, he was like, no, everybody stand up. And yeah. And he just started playing all his old classics, and I was like, okay, I'm in the right place. Yeah, he can throw down. Uh, Cam Hayward with us Sunday night. They're going to be taking on the Seahawks at Heinz Field. Uh, I, I just I have to touch on this because I'm interested in your perspective on this because you're always, you, you always have such a great perspective in a way of looking at things that are occurring in the league that are difficult for a lot of people to articulate. But right. with the John Gruden situation, uh, those emails that came out, could, could, could you play for a coach knowing he had those beliefs or if those emails came out because you know the raiders held on to the the more damaging emails uh, additionally damaging i should say emails for four days and there were players going out and defending him not even knowing that they had this you know trove of additional incriminating emails which put those players in a different difficult position but how hard would it be for you to play for a guy like that It'd be pretty tough um you know there there are it's hard to you know fathom something like that and you know it happened so quick last night i yeah. I, I almost didn't believe it um but you know i think you know using an email and you know that it's quick to say oh it was 10 years ago and you know that that's not okay and 
for me, I, I, I'd have to really look at it. Um, you know, I, I just think um, every, everybody is entitled to their opinion. But to demean somebody and put anybody down, that's never going to be um, accounted for. Shoot, I, I, I talk to my son about respecting others and, you know, being a leader and not a follower and being disciplined in what you say. Um, and as an adult, that, that should be followed to for everybody. Here, here, Cam Hayward. This that. Sunday, Steelers and Seahawks, eight twenty prime time. You got some legends of the game coming back. The Hall of Famers are going to be there this Sunday too. Always nice to play in front of your old teammates, right? Yeah, I, I just wish they would be closer to the sidelines so I could give them some big hugs. Like, <laughs> you know, I know we're trying to follow COVID rules, but yeah. like, I'm like. Damn! I just want to. I want to. I want to dap my guys up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe give give uh, a jersey to Kiesel too. See if he can get down there and help you a little bit until these injuries are uh, all taken care of. Man, Kiesel, he's a little small now, though. Like, I don't. I don't know how many more double teams he can eat up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mondo looked a little bit like Keys out there. I like the celebration. Oh, yeah. oh the celebration, the Ole. I I literally. Got the biggest smile on my face when he did it. At first, I was like, oh, it's Henry. And then he did it. I was like, I literally started dying laughing when I was out there. <laughs> he said he screwed up. He didn't wait for TJ to do it. He needed No, he, he did it right. TJ was just late to the party. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, let's hope we see a lot more of those Olays uh, this coming Sunday night. All the best to you. And uh, let's get to 500 this Sunday and then take a nice couple of week break. Yes, sir. I would love that. All right, man. Cam Hayward, sponsored by Ireland. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Your neighborhood Ford store this morning on DVE. Thank you. Cam Hayward there on your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 102.5 WDVE. All right, let's get to some of your tweets here. At Wesley Euler on the Twitter.com. Uh, da, da, da. A lot of you guys chiming in about the Cam interview. Julie says Cam Hayward is a beast. Uh, tough, smart, special player. Rod Dalla says when Hammerhead Hayward is happy, everyone is happy. Uh, you guys ain't lying. You guys are not lying. Julie also adds, we must and should win on Sunday. At home, no Russell Wilson. Offensive line had a light bulb come on a bit. It's time to force their will, enforce their will on the Seahawks and begin uh, full-on planning the demise of those big-mouth Browns. The, the Steelers should win on Sunday. They absolutely should. i tell you what, though. It's, it's going to be a challenge. No Russell Wilson, but the Seahawks, remember, they played on Thursday night football, so they've had you know an extra three days. They've had you know nine, ten days to get Geno Smith ready to prepare for the Steelers, a little extra time to lick your wounds and recover and all that stuff. It is a, you know, one of those cross country games for a West Coast team coming to the East Coast. But yeah, you're at home, no Russell Wilson, go get the job done. And then we'll we'll really be feeling like um you know, like like the Steelers season is is salvaged ahead of the bye week. I can't believe still where we are now compared to where we were last week. But that's all it takes is a couple wins to to get back feeling right and to get things moving in the right direction. Uh Mr. Taylor Tweets us and says, once Banner returns back to play, whose spot does he take and why? Interesting question. Um, I think you got to have a competition of sorts, right? 
Uh, it's not just okay. Zach Banner's back healthy. Here you go. You're starting right away. You got it. You want to kind of make him sing for his supper to earn that. But I would think the right tackle position. That's where they've had him nailed down for the last two seasons. You know, that's where he's been always, unless injuries have gotten in the way. To me, Banner takes Chuke's spot at right tackle, and then you know you you let them figure out left tackle. But it just it, it feels like there has been an onus on that position being Zach Banner's in camp, in the season, the last two years, and injuries have obviously derailed that. But if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, it feels like that's the spot where the Steelers have have wanted him to be. Uh, Yenzer Steve tweets and says Anthony McFarland this week. I it still still feels like that one's going to be post bye week. Not not a final verdict there, but it still feels like. Um, you know, other than Zach Banner, McFarland and Tuit, I feel like is is going to be post bye week before we see those guys. Zach Banner could be this week. Uh, those other two, I, I still feel like they they want to give them a little bit more time. Uh, Steeler Nation nine twenty tweets me and says, "Who's your current favorite Steeler?" Ah, uh, we just heard from him, Cam Hayward. I mean, it's got to be. I'm a defensive guy. You know, growing up, I always played defense in football and hockey. In everything. I, when I played soccer, I was a defender, too. I, I, I've just always been a defensive guy. You know, my favorite Steelers of all time are Joey Porter and Troy Polamalu, two defensemen. Um, my, my favorite current Steeler is Cam Hayward. H- how can you not love that guy? Just everything he represents, how good he is, how he goes about his business, how he conducts himself. He feels really old school. I love Cam Hayward. I, I love TJ Watt as well, too, obviously. There's 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 a lot of likable Steelers right now, but but Cam Hayward is for sure. Like I don't even have to think about that one. Definitely my favorite current Steeler. Would you start Banner? Um, I guess we I just kind of touched on that. If he's healthy and ready to go, I, I I feel like yes, because he's won jobs in training camp two years in a row. Injuries have just derailed that opportunity. I, I feel like they believe that Zach Banner is their best right tackle when he's healthy. And if that's the case and you think he's ready to go, get him out there. But I also wouldn't just hand it to him either. You make him at least earn it for a week in practice. Steeler Nation 920 says, make sure you let me know where to send the beer and cigars for you and wine and cheese for your wife when that baby is born. Thank you, uh, Steelers Nation. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're, we're about a week or so out here now. So getting close. Could be any day. Hold on, let me check my phone real quick. I know she hasn't called me or texted me. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> Steeler Nation nine twenty also adds. Um, I've learned it's it's what I'm trying to teach my children. No matter what you hear or see, uh, when you have faith, you love your franchise, win or lose. You don't want to abandon them when you're down. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers for life. Yeah, I. We talked about this a little bit with Moats last week, right? I. Maybe it won't be as difficult of a season as we thought it was going to be, but that's when your real, you know, when your real metal as a fan is shown. Anybody can be a fan when things are easy. It's 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 been relatively easy to be a Steelers fan for the last 17, 18 years. Teams been in contention every year. Teams won Super Bowls. Teams won division titles. It's been easy for New England Patriots fans over the last, you know, 20 years. 
It's easy to be an Alabama fan. It's easy to be an Ohio State fan. It's easy to be a Clemson fan. But it's it's when your team's straight. It's been easy to be a Penguins fan for the last 15 years. You kidding me? They made the playoffs every year. They've been contenders every year too. But it's it's times like the last few weeks of the season when you really get tested. And, and again, who knows? Maybe we're not set up for a, a rough season like we thought. Maybe this is a Steelers team that is capable of staying in the playoff conversation deep into the season, into December, all those things. Playing meaningful games down the stretch. But yeah, you got you to gotta ride or die with your team regardless. But we have certainly, with the Steelers and with the Penguins as well too, uh, been spoiled for a majority of the last two decades. It's, it's been fun. It's been easy to be a fan of these teams. We've been very, very blessed. We've been very fortunate in that regard. Go to Detroit and ask those sports fans how they're doing there. Go, go, go talk to some Jets fans or some Jags fans. Uh, go to Cleveland and see how, see how much they would uh, kill for what the Steelers and the Penguins have given us over the last few years. David tweets and says, thoughts on Anthony Miller upside and what do you think Big Ben would have to do to be welcomed back by Steeler Nation next year? Hmm. I mean, I I feel like if Ben wanted to come back, he would be welcome back. Now, that would be a... I'm not naive. I know that that would be a bit of a civil war amongst the fan base. There's a large faction of Steelers fans who will ride and die with Ben regardless. Doesn't matter if he has A-plus performances. Doesn't matter if he's stinking up the joint. There is a large faction of Steeler Nation that will ride and die with Seven and would welcome him back as long as he wants to come back. There's also a large faction of Steeler Nation that I think, you know, would say, hey, it was great, it was a lot of fun, but it's time to move on. He doesn't give us the best chance of winning games. i tell you what, though. What we saw on Sunday is the recipe. If, if, if Ben is efficient like that, this team's going to be fine. But but to be welcome back next season, man, he he really uh, the big kicker and all that feels like he's he's got to stay healthy this year. We know he's got some pec issues already. Some hit, the the hip was an issue last week. Uh, he got hit a lot in the first month of the season. Dead Ben Roethlisberger, got to keep him healthy. That feels like the biggest kind of X factor in that conversation. Jason tweets. And says, which is more important in securing a victory against the Sea Chickens on Sunday? Continued improvement by Ben in the offensive line or another stellar defensive performance? Well, ideally both, right? But <sighs> I'm going to go with the defense. They just, they have to lead the way. They have to be elite. They need to force more turnovers, man. They've been good. They, they left a little to be desired against the Broncos in the second half of that game. Good performance, not great performance against Denver. They got to get back to taking the ball away, man. Haven't forced a turnover right since week one against Buffalo. That's just not going to cut it. You got to take the ball away. You need stellar defensive performances for this team, I think, to have a chance to win games consistently. The improvement by Ben in the offensive line obviously is paramount. But we all know this is a team right now that is predicated on defense. And, and they need those guys to lead the way. They need those guys to force more turnovers and get more sacks. Wallace tweets and says, uh, what we learned against Denver was that everyone was right. Everyone who said it would take several weeks for the offensive line to become effective. Now they must learn to be consistent. Yeah, well said, Wallace, for sure. I think that is what we learned against Denver. That it was, you know what? 
it was fair to expect this offense to take some time to come together. It wasn't going to be perfect. It wasn't going to be a Mona Lisa early on, but now they got to find that consistency. Well said. Joel tweets, do you think Matt Canada got the message um, from from Coach Cower and others about letting Ben play and be letting Ben be Ben? Ben looked more comfortable, very different versus the other games uh, to a point where he was making plays we are used to seeing. Also, do you think this? Uh, do you think it's time this Sunday to have a color rush night right before the bye week? Seems like the perfect game for it, coming off of a win. I got a feeling we could see the color rush uniforms tonight. Tonight, Sunday night. Pardon me. Um, big game. Prime time, night game, only show in the NFL. Yeah, I, I got a feeling we'll be seeing the color. I don't know that for sure, but if I was a gambling man, oh wait, I am a gambling man, I, I, would, I would think that that's a safe bet. And in terms of Mac, like I, I don't know how much of it was, because you know, I spent time last week talking about how Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger needed to just have a come to Jesus moment together. How... You got to check your pride, check your ego at the door, and you've got to figure out what works for this offense. Both of those guys. Matt Canada has to meet in the middle. Ben Roethlisberger has to meet in the middle. Something started to click on Sunday. I don't know if it was, you know, Canada not being as stubborn, if it was Ben not being as stubborn, if it was just the overall performance of the offensive line in the run game that allowed these things to happen organically. But whatever it was, it needs to continue obviously, and it, they need to find that consistency and they need to even build on it and get a little bit better. But it does seem like something changed on Sunday against Denver, and I mean that in a good way, in a positive way. Me tweets me, <laughs> me tweets me, and says, Westman, I'm still cautiously listening to Sports Talk Radio. So far, so good this week. Three questions. Number one, Minka's inconsistency. Time to hit the panic button or take a chill pill. You know, it has been a curious case of Minka Fitzpatrick this season, hasn't it? He just needs the splash, and it's he's he's had the moments. He's been close. Could have had a huge interception against the Packers. Obviously, had the huge block and return against Green Bay that was was robbed from him. So we've got such a high standard for Minka. He's been an All Pro two years in a row here. He's one of the best young safeties in football. We hold him to a high standard. It's kind of a lot like T.J. Watt in that sense, where. If you're not having a dynamite game, if you're not having impact and splash all over the field, we're kind of like, well, wait a second, what's going on here? I, I, I wouldn't hit the panic button just yet. It's fair to say that you want more from Minka, but I also don't think he's been a disaster. He just needs to get his hand on a couple footballs, create some splash out there, and I think he will. Number two question for me. Debella's meatball sub, five stars or overrated? Oh, it's delicious. Well, you guys know I used to work at Debella's back in high school and in college, so I, I love Debella's. I'm a sandwich artist. I love the meatball sub. The, the real thing to get at the Bellas, though, is the Godfather sub. Oh, on the grill with some sautéed onions. How we doing? Yeah, I love me some Debellas though, me. I might have to go get some for lunch here before I do the solo show in the afternoon on ESPN Pittsburgh. And last question for me, best outdoor Halloween decoration. I mean, I might just be going basic here, but it's the pumpkin, right? It's a carved pumpkin, the classic. You can't beat it. I mean, I like, you know, I like cobwebs and skeletons and all that stuff. This is just got to be the pumpkin, right? It's the classic. It's the number one Halloween decoration. I got to get to carving some pumpkins here soon. Cuba Dan tweets, it says, it's funny you should mention how easy it's been uh, to be a Patriots fan for the last two decades because I haven't seen one in the last two years. Yeah, see? And that's part of it, too. I know Steelers fans don't have to worry about that. 
Um, but that's something that you know that I love about being a WVU fan as well too. Uh, WVU stinks. We're two and four right now. There's still eighty percent of the seats are filled. Ninety percent of the seats are filled on Saturdays. That's when you know you got a real fan base. It doesn't mean that you're not upset. It doesn't mean you don't criticize. But you still show up. You still show out. That's the real medal of the fan. Steeler Nation. 920 says reelect Ben four more years. <laughs> One more as a player, three as a quarterback coach. <laughs> See, I don't, if I'm Ben Roethlisberger, all the money I've made, all the success that I've had, I don't want to go into coaching. Moats has talked about this before. You know how much of a time commitment coaching is in the NFL? I, no way. If I'm Ben, if I've got that money, I've had that success, I'm enjoying my time. I'm enjoying my family. I'm enjoying life, baby. Steeler Rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire, says if you look at the schedule going forward, it doesn't look as difficult as it once did. Not many of the teams living up to their potential, and I do believe we are on an upwards trend. I think we could be dangerous as this season progresses. Big game this weekend. Yeah, that's why it always is hard to, you know, every every fan, every media person does that. Oh, let's all project the schedule at the beginning of the year. You really don't know, right? I mean, look at this weekend as a perfect example. Seattle without Russell Wilson is a completely different animal than, than Seattle with Geno Smith. You know, and none of us knew that that Geno was going to be the quarterback uh, when the schedule came out. So you, you got to kind of take those things on a week-by-week basis for sure. Um, Steel City Champ says, I, ex- I will accept the defense right now playing the bend but don't break, but only because of the amount of injuries once we get healthy and extra players back from IR, then the turnover ratio has to change. Yes, It's still fair to point out, but you know what? Cam's there, TJ's there, Highsmith's there, Ingram's there, Minka's there, Hayden's there, Devin Bush and Joe Schobert are there. They still have enough dogs on that defense to to be making more plays than they are currently. They've they've done well, but they need to lead the way. Last one here, Dwan tweets that says, coming to Pittsburgh for the first time in November, where is the good food? What should we go for? Oh man, Dwan, that's a loaded question, baby. Um... I love fatheads on the south side. I love Archie's on the south side for wings. Um, if you're looking uh, around the stadium, Southern Tier is fantastic. There's so many good breweries in Pittsburgh in general. Um, you got give me some more info, Dwan. All right, tweet me again. I'll tweet you back. I'll, I'll let you know here because I gotta I gotta wrap this up. But like, are you? adult trip you got kids with you or you you know you looking to go for dinner and drinks you looking for something just more fancy maybe like steakhouses you like bar food give me a little more details buddy and i'll get back to you and i'll give you some spots because we are spoiled in pittsburgh it would take me 10 minutes here uh, to run through all the restaurants all the breweries all that good stuff but you got to go to the strip district for sure um and you know, Permanis is one of those things. If 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 you have Permanis all the time, I don't think it's like a huge oh you gotta you know you gotta get Permanis. But if you've never had it before, it's definitely something you gotta cross off your list. But but tweet me back, Dwan. Let me know uh, the type of crew you're coming with, what you're looking for. You know, if is it is it more family oriented or is it more adult trip? Um, and then I'll give you some specific recommendations. That'll do it for me today. Thanks to everybody on the tweets for getting involved, for rocking and rolling with me as always. You know, I appreciate it from you guys. Uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. We'll also have our buddy Brian Backo with me on the show as we rock and roll and continue to turn the page and get you ready for Stellar's Seattle. Stellar's Seahawks Sunday at Heinz Field. So take care now. Bye-bye then. You've been listening to Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR.